0: I'm going to read Acts as you sit uh, down, if you'd like. You can keep standing up, but go ahead, Blanca. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them. And urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. They began to contradict what Paul was saying, and they heaped abuse abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, but the Jewish leaders incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They, stripped, they stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So they shook the dust off their feet as a warning to them and went to Iconium and the disciples were filled with joy and with the holy spirit. I'm going to invite Blanca to come on up here. She's going to proclaim some good news to us through uh from this passage. And I just want to pray for her. Would you pray with me as I pray for her? You can extend your hands if you'd like. But Lord Jesus, we thank you for our sister Blanca. We thank you for the word you've given. We thank you for your scriptures. And we thank you that your spirit is at work. I pray that you would move in us to respond to this good news that you are declaring today. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: He turned out light. the light. Yeah. No, it's okay. So you guys can hear me? Yes? Okay. Just breathe. Make me signs. I already told a couple of people, so if you see me run with the word, just slow me down. It's okay. Don't let me run so fast. Okay. Go okay, ahead, Jesse. So I want to start with the good of, uh, news of proclamation today. Jesus is bringing joy where there was pain and suffering to excluded and those who exclude making them both God's people. As many of you know, I'm an immigrant from Mexico City. Um, I've been here, when I was, I've been here for a of time. Um, most of my life has been in Albuquerque. Um, but I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about what that means. Um, it's not easy to migrate. And people that make that decision, they don't make it lightly. Um, it takes a long time for a person to decide that. And then when they do, there's the reasons why. Um, There's many reasons why people migrate. Um, As you can see, there's some, you know, we can talk in another time of the pull factors and the push factors, but in reality, many of them do it either because of um, economical reasons, political, safety, better education, um, better possibilities. Uh, We see some kind of security or opportunity, Um, but lately in our country has been people that migrate because of separation of families, because of violence, in some of ways, um, I, I can tell you that we're experiencing what some other immigrants or immigrants in the past or probably in your own generations um, had experience of coming into the country. Um, the decision that they made and my, like my parents made to tear out their roots and come to put them in another land was one always full of difficulties, but also of joy in some cases. Um, I had the opportunity to go with my friend, uh, Morgan, and my daughter, Danielle, um, in this trip about a couple of years ago. Um, we had the opportunity to go back east. And one of the things that I always wanted to do was to go to Elia's Island, if I said that correctly. Um, and to me, it was very important that Daniela came to me so she can see this island. Right? I had heard about it. I had seen pictures and, and, and know about what it was. But I really wanted her to experience that. So when we got there, um, we went into the whole exhibitions. You know, there was a lot of things that were um, very beautiful because they have a lot of pictures and, and items of people that had migrated in the past. Um, they, they walk you through a, do a tour of all the stuff that immigrants had to went through when they come into the island. You know, how they had to go, you know, medical revision, you know, everything that they have. They have a special place where they show all the different coins, you know, money that they will use. Um, but as we gathered farther and farther away from all these beautiful um, presentations that they have or the uh, different things that they have at the exhibition, we got to an end of a room. And in this room, there was this huge map. And I wish I could have found a picture of it because this is not fair to that map. But it was huge. And, you know, it had a little island where you can see what it meant. But I didn't notice the kiosco, or the kiosk what they call it. Um so I just stared at it and I was trying to figure it out because this is a couple of lines, but there were so many lines through it. I couldn't figure it out, I was looking at it, and then all of a sudden I see this little line. Maybe you cannot see here, but the little one that you can see there, they said from Mexico City to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it took me a while. It was it was one of those moments that I realized a couple of things. So I'm gonna try not to cry because I tell you this. Um, first I noticed the distance, right? I was like, wow, from Mexico City to Albuquerque, that's a huge, you know, big step. But then I realized my little line, compared to all the other lines that you can be able to see from the world, right, from the ends of Asia, Africa, you know, I I was just like, oh my gosh, what he means is my little, you know, my father's little sacrifice of running from Mexico City to Albuquerque, nothing compared to this Bigger journey that some people had to make to come in. on crossing not only rivers, but continents and seas. Um, so I had to think about this for a moment. And the... The story that I wanted to tell Daniela was that, right? Because she at that moment turned around and said, Mom, you know, like, she got like, I, I didn't know. They just asked to put your city, so I put you. And I was like, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. I'm just, I just realizing what that meant. It was, it was very hard for me. And, and, you know, I started explaining to her why it was important for me for her to be there that day. As you know, honey, there's been some times when it has been difficult. You know, we had experience um, in hand when you are excluded for things. Um, you feel you have been discriminated against. And I see my parents going through, you know, a lot of things saying, you know, learn the language, learn to be an American, do things the way we're supposed to be do it. You know, and all that struggle. I said, all of that means, honey, is I don't want you to forget where you came from. I don't want you to forget who you are. I want you to remember that there's like history behind you, right? Whether it is your father's history and his ancestors before your dad, or mine, you know, you being in my family, being the first generation born in the United States. You need to remember, right, sometimes this is a privilege. It's a privilege that comes with sacrifices, and sometimes we tend to forget that, and we start, you know, because of my beliefs, like me coming into the country, I came from a family of Christians that had been Christians for about three generations, which in Mexico is, at that time, was really difficult to find. You know, most of the people are Catholics, and you know, it was different for me to experience that. But when I came here, right, it was very good because I, was, I fit in that, in that place. But then I realized as I got older that what I was taught was not really what God wanted me to do. And I wanted another to understand that. Like, you know, this is, this is a part of the history, you know, what we need to change. Um, and then the other one thing is, you know, how that she needed to be inclusive, right? How that she needed not to forget that she was the daughter of an immigrant. And um, she got the privilege of seeing my dad, sorry. Uh, um, and hear his stories, right? I, I don't think he ever told her why he brought us in. And, and again, that's a different story for a different time. But I'm, I'm hoping that she got um, the opportunity to experience my dad and, and that she will remember those things. And, um, and to remember that sometimes when we exclude people, it's painful, and it's hurtful, and it is something that that's not God's not, intention in not, not what God wanted us to do. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one at this. And if you go to the next one, I'm pretty sure some of you have been excluded, um, either because of your religion, your color, uh, your beliefs, uh, your sexual preferences, your social status, I mean, your nationality, right? Um, how many of us have excluded people? Uh, for the same reasons, or mostly because they don't think like us. They don't believe what we believe. And and the scripture right now with, Bar- uh, with Barnabas and Paul in the story, um, they, were, they were coming into this place, right? In this place that should be safe, or should it be a place that they knew, should be with people that they know. And in reality, you know, sometimes they felt, I'm pretty sure that at that moment, they felt that exclusion, right? Um, they made a choice to listen to the Spirit, uh, to be inclusive, and to believe in the Word of God. In this chapter, we first listen to Paul telling the story of Israel. And he begins to unfold the truth about God and Jesus. And then Paul and Barnabas also started to experience the exclusion of Jewish leaders on, on the first part of this chapter. Um, I can imagine the pain that Paul and Barnabas feel as soon as, you know, they start, some of them um, started feeling like that rejection, that re- rejection of, of God's plan. You know, they, they see, the experience how Jewish people didn't, some of them didn't believe for that plan. And the ones that believed, they didn't believe the Gentiles should be included into that plan, right? They didn't, they were not circumcised. They were not part of their beliefs. They didn't eat the same food. So they didn't belong, right? So Barnabas and Paul had that pain because either way, it was not what God had planned or intended to be. Um, they also experienced persecution and mistreatment. Um, at the same time, they they were experiencing the joy of the Gentiles, right? Because when the Gentiles heard the story and they, they they were included into all this plan, like their joy is what made Barnabas and Paul continue and believe right? that the spirit was with them and they were doing the right thing. Um, the joy of the Gentiles failed for being included in God's plan was one of the Things that I think bring bright joy and 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 they were peace with that. Um, and to us, it would be the same thing as our good proclamation, right? Jesus bring joy uh, where the where there was pain and suffering um, to those excluded and to those who exclude, making them both God's people. Now, why I'm telling you all this? Um, why was this anything to do with the scripture today? You know, my story about immigration and. Um, I do believe that God's purpose was not only to be with Jewish, it was also, it was basically to be with His creation. That was His purpose. He um, was never to separate us or to put walls um, or to re- uh, reject differences. What God intended was unity, to bring salvation to all of us. And God's intentions were not only to be with the Jews, and also he didn't care about nationalities. He didn't care about race, color, sexual preference, political views, immigration status. Um, He didn't even believe, you know, us as a perpetrator sometimes because we believe that we need to be exclusive um, or because we see something that is unchristian or unworthy or is different or impure, then we believe people don't deserve um, to be in the sight of God or to be in the presence of God. So we had to be remind ourselves to go back to our past, to remind ourselves of what Paul and Barnabas were saying. God has tried from the beginning um, to teach the people of Israel, and I think he's teaching us every day how we need to be, how do we need to represent him, how do we need to be inclusive of people that sometimes look different or are different than us, or believe different stories, or believe in different things. Um, And I know sometimes it's hard and difficult, and as Paul and Barnabas had to go you know, and sometimes be thrown in rocks and be cast out of the, out of the city, I think sometimes it's a sacrifice that we need to make, and yeah, it doesn't come easy and it's a difficult, but it also comes with joy of knowing that we're doing what God is asking us to do um, I have picked a part of the scripture that um, it, always, it really speaks to me. That was the Acts 13.47, which is, um, I made you a light of, of the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And I wanted us to think a little bit about what that means, right? Who in the story is the perpetrator of exclusion and who in the story is the excluded one? Um, and I want you to think a little bit about, you know, changing the words, right? We, we change Jewish for the persons that perpetrated and Gentiles for the persons that were perpetrated. Um, how did that will resonate with you today? Thinking in your own pain, in your own time that you have being excluded, right? And who have you excluded in your lifetime? And how? And what pain it caused you and what pain is causing somebody else um, that you're doing that to? And I would like us to think a little bit about what that means. Not only, and who will you put in this line? How will you talk to them? And How will you, how you see God seeing you being, including those people? How will you work on that? Um, what is it that you need to do? And sometimes, you know, some people have decided that they want to learn a new language or they want to lear, learn more about something that you don't know, right? You don't know what, what it means to be of a different nationality or a different place, um, but if God is just what asks you to do, you know, some people trouble to understand a little bit more. Um, but sometimes God's asking you to do it in your own neighborhood, right, in our place. Sometimes we have a lot of people that we can experience that and we can practice that. And every day around our neighborhood, there's opportunities to do that. Um, so I want to ask you to take some time so we can do this together. Um, and to think about what that looks like for you in your life. And I want to give you a couple of minutes so you guys can write in your own words what that is um, and who that, who's the people that you need to change or that you would need to ask God to help you to not be excluding them out of what is considered your life or part of the moment that you are in. Um, and I'm going to ask, let's see, if we can turn out the lights a little bit. And I forgot I was going to try to do this in both English and Spanish. I'm sorry, Jesse. <laughs> but um, let us pray. Father, we ask that you be present in our lives, Father, that you heal the wounds, Father, that we have um, experienced in a lifetime, Lord, that it's sometimes generations behind, Lord, that we that we can get rid of those Chains, Father, that sometimes make it impossible for us to heal, Lord, for us to recognize where your spirit is at, where you want to work with us and each one of a person that is near us, Lord. We want you guys to be with us, Lord, as we change our hearts, Lord, to become more like Jesus, Father. We we know that that's sometimes an impossible task, Lord, but we we believe, Lord, in your word, Lord, that you, that you want us to be a people of all, Father, that we can bring salvation, Lord. And what that means, Lord, to me is... Father, to be honest, Lord, and and be able to talk, Father, and have conversations, difficult conversations, Father, with my neighbors, with my family, Lord, with my friends, Father, that you give us the word to each one of us, Lord, to be able to experience what you are in our lives, Father, and what you mean to each one of us, Father. I ask, Lord, that you you can reach, Father, to the end of the world, Lord, and we are part of that um, plan, Father, and that you give us the strength, Father, to continue, Lord, to to focus, Father, on what we need to do and what we need to say, Father. And then you give us the word, Lord, in the right time, Father, to, to use your spirit, Father, and to let the spirit use us, Father, and, and continue your war and your plan. In your precious name, we pray. Amen.